Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So if you uh, work for Peloton or had planned on working for Peloton at the Ohio factory that they just nixed building, uh, and you were upset that you didn't get to go to the Christmas party, sure, there weren't any Christmas parties for employees. Okay, well, sure, the... CEO and owner had a come and had a party, <laughs> you know, for all the instructors and some of his other friends. It was a you know vaccinated family and friends party in NYC over the holidays. If you didn't get to go to that, and you're you know now bummed that you aren't able to work at the new factory that they're going to not make. Well, maybe you're one of the 2,800 employees that are just going to get laid off now on the new restructuring plan that Peloton is going to go and take care of right now. Now, sure, the CEO is outgoing and he's going to stay on as executive chairman after, you know, they give the reins to uh, Barry McCarthy, you know, the former Netflix and Spotify CFO. But uh, And they're looking to maybe sell it to somebody else. Other companies are looking to buy Peloton. But if you're, you know, the 2,800 employees that aren't going to continue to work for Peloton, part of your package, and I don't know if you know this yet, if you haven't talked to any of your mid-level bosses who still have a job, uh, you're not only going to get your, you know, severance package, but part of that severance package is you're going to get a whole year of free exercise classes from Peloton. So quit your whining, okay? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. You know as well as I do, inflation is at a 40-year high. Investors are selling stocks like crazy, and volatility is up 50% over the last month alone. You can thank Jerome Powell's interest rate hike announcement for that. And it's probably going to get worse. Goldman Sachs even predicts that five more interest rate hikes could come in the next year. Now, let me ask you this. If your portfolio is ready for what's to come, is it? Is it ready for what's next to come? Uh, You may want to consider investing in alternative assets like blue chip art. After all, art has a low correlation to the stock market and blue chip art prices outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for the last 25 years. Diversifying with art isn't new. The ultra wealthy have done it for centuries. And with Masterworks, now you can too. This alternative investment platform lets you buy shares representing an investment in multi-million dollar paintings. You can join 330,000 members, more than 330,000 members, and get priority access to Masterworks with my unique link. Masterworks.art slash Jeffy. Masterworks.art slash Jeffy. Now you can see important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer, but now may be the time to diversify. And this alternative investment platform lets you buy shares in the multi-million dollar paintings. Masterworks.art slash Jeffy. Masterworks.art slash Jeffy. 
Those of you that were excited about getting uh, crack pipes from the government for free, uh, yeah, you have to dry your eyes now. I know. know. Apparently, the administration has now said, no, uh, that's not going to happen. The Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Basera and the National Drug Control Policy Office Director Dr. Rahul Gupta issued a joint statement refuting the claim and stating that their offices focused on using our resources smartly to reduce harm and to save lives. Okay, no federal funding will be used directly or through subsequent reimbursement of grantees to put pipes in safe smoking kits. Okay. Uh, I know that the original story said that they had a spokesman. So we don't know. I guess it's a man. If it was a girl, they would say spokesperson uh, for the department recently. Uh, the spoke up for the department saying the grant money will do exactly what the headline said and the headline actually said that uh crack that's going to Biden administration will send crack pipes to drug addicts to advance racial equity that's what the spokesman said but now we've got the two big guys backtracking for the administration so i guess it didn't go over well but the uh, funding is going to go towards proven harm reduction strategies like providing Noxalone, which, you know, they they put up the the vending machines in, in Philadelphia already. Fentanyl test strips, clean syringes. So you are going to get the clean syringes as well as taking divisive actions. Oh, I'm sorry. Decisive. Did I say divisive? Decisive actions to go after violent criminals who are trafficking illicit, illicit drugs like fentanyl across our borders and into our communities. Yeah, that's great that you're going to go after the trafficking. We expect that. But darn it. Now all I'm going to get is syringes. I'm not going to get the crack pipe. What is happening uh, according to Jen Saki, the crack pipes were never part of the safe smoking kits. Okay. If you say so, just the clean syringes, though. So we're supposed to be okay with that. Oh. Okay. I thought the pipe was going to be there for, you know, crack and math and whatever else you're going to smoke with it. But I guess that is inaccurate. Uh, Jen said alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials to promote hygiene and reduce the transmission of diseases like HIV and hepatitis, which is clean syringes. And their point was for these crack pipes is that it was going to reduce those particular diseases because of it was cracking people's lips and cutting their lips and burning their hands. They were getting diseases from it. I would like to see the kit. I would like a free kit sent to me. Although I wanted my free test kits for COVID too. And those have not arrived from the government website. So, you know, my, my, my crack pipe is probably in the mail as well. But according to this, it's not going to happen. Now we've often heard that something isn't going to happen and it still is. So I'll be interested to see the kits when they start going out. Cause you know, that, that grant money. I, my gosh, it's grant money. They never have to give it back. They don't have to prove that they did anything. They just have to promise that it's going to go to underserved communities to advance racial equity. Ugh. Drives me insane. But I want my crack pipe, man.
I'm pissed. I'm happy for the clean syringes. <laughs> I'm happy, you know, for the fentanyl test strips. I want to make sure that, you know, what I'm taking is pure fentanyl. I mean, what that doesn't have fentanyl in it. What am I? <laughs> please. And I want to make sure that, you know, if I OD, I've got the naloxone there to, uh, to save me. But how dare you think that a crack pipe is going to be there? You, you people hate so much. And, of course, the Drug Policy Alliance said that the administration's decision to not fund smoking pipes is deeply, deeply disappointing. So, they're pissed. They're happy that they're getting the clean syringes. (laughs) Of course, of course they are. But they're pissed that they're not getting the smoking pipes. Yeah, they're going to find a way. I guarantee you. I know what they said. I know in their joint statement... They said that no federal funding will be used directly or through subsequent reimbursement of grantees to put pipes in safe smoking kits. Subsequent reimbursement of grantees. So no funding will be used directly. But if they give the funding to, you know, Bill's drug house and then Bill buys pipes with the with that funding to put in the kits, then that's not directly from the government, right? Although it's part of a subsequent reimbursement program. I mean, we're still going to get crack pipes. Okay, never mind. Forget what I said. <laughs> Forget what I said. Those crack pipes are going to find their way into those kits, guaranteed. I mean, even if they okay, so they won't be in the kits. They'll tape them to the sides. All right, you got your clean syringes, you got your testing, and here's, uh, I can't put the pipe in the kit, but I'm taping it to the side for you, okay? All right, get out of here. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Wish I had a crack pipe, too. So... I think I'm going to put a moratorium on Adele talk. I think I've had enough of even just saying her name, reading her name, Adele. I've had enough. All right. She canceled the Vegas thing, which really kind of pissed a lot of people off. And, you know, I don't blame them. And I'm kind of on their side now, you know, because it was COVID. And we hear all kinds of stories that it really wasn't. And then she went to the, she said she wasn't going to do the Brit Awards, which she shouldn't have done. But uh, she did anyway. Then she said, okay, I'm going to do the Brit Awards. Well, she came away with all the awards, right? She got all kinds of all kinds of awards at the Brit Awards. She got the Artist of the Year, Song of the Year, MasterCard Album of the Year. And uh, she did perform. She performed, a, according to this story, a spellbinding performance of I Drink Wine, taken from her fourth album, 30. And it got me thinking, you know, and she's performing at the Brit Awards. Why couldn't she just go out on stage and sing in Vegas? I know she wanted to put on a big show, but she could have just said, hey, uh, you know, we're down with COVID, but I really want to put this show on. So I'm just going to come out and perform for you and do a show for you. Just you and me in Vegas. Come, come. Let's have fun. Adele, you and me, Adele in Vegas. Is there nothing she could have done? So now we're done. You know what? I'm done talking about her. I've had enough. Go away. I'm sick of your long fingernails. I'm sick of your fake nails. I'm sick of your fake hair. I'm sick of your fake body. Yeah, I know you lost all that weight and you've got a great diet, but you know, I'm supposed to believe that that's all natural. 
Okay. All right, fine. I believe it, but go away. You know, go to one of your eight houses you've got around the world and go with your boyfriend, whoever he is today, and just be you, okay? But we're done. All right, there's a Adele moratorium on chewing the fat, at least until she's, you know, performing in Vegas again. I think that's going to be the cutoff. All right, until she gets back to Vegas feel like I'm working for Vegas now. Maybe I don't know that I want to make that call. All right. That's fine. I'm done talking about her. All right. So I finished Reacher. Uh, the last final two episodes. I think my favorite line in the whole thing is when they, at the end, they, uh, and it's not, this is not a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the Reacher episodes on Amazon Prime, there's eight episodes. It's a fun ride. It's just that I like the a couple of lies in there. We already talked about in my first review. But uh, I like where he was, you know, they were having the big, you know, culmination battle war. And they were going to go back to, you know, don't we need to go back in and save him? And, and how do you know he's going to come out alive? Pfft. He's Reacher. guess that was kind of a spoiler. So he does survive. I know it's his show and he does survive at the end. Now, I, apparently I have a movie to watch. I got an email, chewingthefat at theblaze.com from uh, Susan. Uh, in Pennsylvania, who said, uh, love your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. You always leave me wanting more. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, she said in her email, I wish it was longer. I know, but that's just what God gave me. Anyway, you're finishing Reacher. Uh, the next thing you need to watch is uh, Nobody. It's streaming on HBO Max. And with Bob Odenkirk, and it's an action movie, and Christopher Lloyd. I didn't know that he was still alive, and it has some really cleverly done action sequences and stuff I've never seen before. So much fun to watch. Put it on your short list. It's only a movie, no big commitment. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. watch it this weekend. I know it's Super Bowl weekend, so at some point over the weekend, I will sit down on HBO Max and catch uh, Nobody just for you, Susan. Okay? Thank you. Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. I see where the Oscars are now saying, eh, you know what? Uh, we really don't want uh, you to be vaccinated if you come to the event. Wait, what? Yeah, you don't need any vaccination. Sure. Everybody, every place else said, uh, you know, the SAG Awards and the Critics' Choice Awards all wanted proof of vaccination. No, you know what? We, we want to have people there. <laughs> so you just have to test negative. All right. You got to, we're just going to require a negative PCR test or a rapid antigen test on the day of the event. That's it. You don't have to be vaccinated, though. Okay. Uh, nice. Fine. That happens on the 27th of March at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. I, you know, we covered some of the bigger awards that uh, the nominations that are out. We'll get to that as it gets closer. I don't know that the world cares anymore. I mean, there's so much great content out there. Do we have to watch you glad hand each other for your movies? I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, whatever. Go about your business. And then they announced that they're having their uh, Governor's Award 
uh, as part of the uh, Oscar nominations. Uh, they have the Acad- I'm sorry, the Academy, uh, their new Governor's Award. This year, uh, it happens on the 25th of March, you know, prior to the Oscars at the same ballroom. And it's going to be presented, the honorary awards are going to be presented to Samuel L. Jackson, Elaine May, and Liv Ullman. And a Gene Herschelt Humanitarian Award will be presented to Danny Glover. So that's awesome. Congratulations to them for getting the Governor's Award. It means so much. It's proudly supported by Rolex. And that Rolex, of course, is the exclusive watch of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. You know that as well as I do. I don't have to tell you that. And I see where Apple, as long as we're in the break room, we might as well talk about Apple's tap to pay. They want to encourage more smartphone intimacy. Oh, yeah. And this is the way to do it. Phone-on-phone intimacy. The company is releasing a feature that allows customers to spend money by simply tapping the iPhone against a merchant's iPhone, turning the device into a checkout register. Uh, Apple's tap and pay. I'm sorry, tap to pay is expected to rival the point-of-sale system sold by Block, formerly known as Square. Mm, Okay, if you say so. We'll see. I mean, Apple is uh, huge here in the U.S., but around the world, mm, not so much. So what is happening with the Olympics? I have not watched one second of the Olympics on any platform. I know I have. No, I guess I I have watched the commercials and the promos because some of the shows that I watch obviously are under the NBC uh, programming platform gods. So I get the watch the Olympics. But I have not seen, uh, I have not gone out of my way to watch any of the events. And I normally do. I I do. I just, I can't bring myself to do it. And so I haven't talked about it at all. But I know that we have the Winter Olympic athletes fuming over poor food, inhumane isolation rooms, bitter cold weather as games go into meltdown. Now, I said all along that the American athletes shouldn't be there. We should have boycotted. But whatever, that's fine. We... You know, we went ahead and boycotted our ambassadors. Whoa, okay. And another headline, Olympians protest, horrid conditions. I cry every day. I mean, they are unhappy at the Olympics. And the food, I saw some pictures of some of the food that they're being served. Oh, it uh, is not good not good at all it does not look good and i mean the coaches have got to be pissed because what helps fuel the olympian athletes is what they eat right i mean that's it and now i see where some female ski jumpers have been disqualified and why would you disqualify ski jumpers from other countries (laughs) i'll tell you why bagging clothing bagging clothing yeah they were bagging clothes (laughs) baggy clothing right though they i'll tell you what uh multiple disqualifications over the outfits five female ski jumpers from austria japan norway and germany 
two from Norway, uh, were disqualified from the competition for wearing loose-fitting suits. You bastards. Now, the last Olympics, we had the girls, uh, you know, pissed because they were wearing shorts and not bikinis to play beach volleyball. And now we've got ski jumpers wearing loose-fitting suits. I will not have it. And neither will the Chinese or the Olympic rule gods because they're out. They are out. Also, what's happening in China now is I see where tennis star Peng Shui, who had, you know, was lost and now found, uh, and then amazingly she was lost after she accused the former Chinese vice premier of sexual assault in a now deleted social media post. Oh wow, that couldn't have her disappearance couldn't have had anything to do with that, could it? No, but she did show up. A few weeks later saying, hey, 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 I needed a break. I'm safe. I'm fine. <laughs> it was all me. Well, now uh, she announced during the Olympics, or at least, you know, while the Olympics are going on, that uh, she's going to retire. And I retract all my earlier comments and it's, you know, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to announce my retirement and, you know, don't worry about the Chinese official here who's my translator and don't worry about those other Chinese government officials standing off to the side. I'm going to retire and everything I said about the Chinese vice premier on the sexual assault stuff was all a lie and it was just, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking and you know please just disregard, okay? <laughs> okay, Peng you take care good luck, God bless and uh, in our Who Died Today, Who Died Today segment, we already had talked about, he was in an earlier segment, he can't, you know, they can't really die again, but you can find out how you died. So Bob Saget, who, uh, who died, I don't know, a while ago, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he died, you know, a few weeks ago in Orlando, but now we know why, right? Now, didn't the, the original stories talked about how he's sitting along the side of the bed on the floor, so they were figuring it was a heart attack and or a stroke well nope none of that okay forget that reporting (laughs) you you people are dumb okay he died of a brain bleed okay he hit his head on probably uh you know the headboard or something he didn't even know that it was the severity of the head hit and then you know he went to sleep and he never woke up and so there weren't any drugs in his system and he didn't try to get out of the bed. He laid down. He he had just finished a show in Jacksonville, drove to Orlando, laid down, and that was it. Now, the whole thing, I'm not, it's, you know, it's not funny, I know. But, okay, we got it. No drugs or alcohol were involved. We got it. It wasn't a heart attack. We got it. It didn't have anything to do with the vaccine or not the vaccine or anything like that. It was a brain bleed. So, there you go. That's how he died. Now, shut up. And as long as we're on Who Died Today former segments, you know, we did a story about the lady who was on the drawbridge, right, and was hanging on and you know, lost her life, and the story was horrible. But uh, they aren't releasing who it is. And I find it strange that they're claiming, yeah, Marcy's Law. Eh, we can't tell you who she was, Marcy's Law. 
Wait, what? Marcy's Law allows for somebody who has been victimized beginning at the time of his or her victimization to prevent the disclosure of information that could lead to their identity being revealed or their being subject to other forms of harassment. <laughs> what? You're not telling us her name because of that? I, I, we have to know who this lady is. All right, I'm sorry. This is America. I want to know why she was on that freaking bridge. I want to know. I mean, it, it claims she was like 10 feet away when it started to go up. You got to go down or make the jump. I know she was 80, so she's not making the jump. But, I mean, I guess maybe she got scared and just froze. I, I don't know. It's the whole thing is just we went over this in a prior chewing the fat. I believe it was yesterday, as a matter of fact. But I don't understand why we're not finding out who it is and how they can use Marcy's Law to say, oh yeah, uh, we can't tell you who she is. Uh, Marcy's Law. Sounds like uh, police gobbledygook to me. Uh, or attorney gobbledygook. And man, <laughs> attorney gobbledygook. Uh, it really is my favorite. So, you know, I should actually enjoy this, but I'm not her attorney, and so I want to know her name. And as long as we're in Who Died Today segment, I might as well give you, you know, a fresh one instead of, you know, covering a couple of old deaths. Uh, Elon Musk is in trouble now for who died today monkeys monkeys at Neuralink. oh no oh no i know it's sad animal rights groups are pissed that he's uh, using monkeys and he's causing extreme suffering during years of gruesome experience uh experiments i know sad so i mean i don't know how we're supposed to test for humans without using monkeys. One monkey apparently uh, had to be killed because during a terminal procedure, that monkey was found with some fingers and toes missing. Another monkey that uh, developed a blood and skin infection after the electrodes were implanted had to be killed. I'm sorry, euthanized. And in a third instance, a female monkey that had electrodes implanted in the brain, overcome with vomiting and retching and gasping, and later um, just collapsed. And so, you know, they had to euthanize it. Okay. I mean, the autopsy showed the monkey had suffered from a brain hemorrhage. All right. So, I know. Do I want monkeys to suffer? No. But do I, as a human care i get yeah i should i guess i don't know it's i'm i'm really torn i'm really torn because i i i i'm gonna go down a road i don't necessarily want to go down because i just know that humans top of the list okay everything else below humans so if we're doing something that's going to help humans in the long run, then I kind of feel like if it's below humans, then I, my caring goes down. <laughs> my, my caring factor goes down. So I know I don't want the animals to suffer either, but you know, it happens. That's my that's that's Elon's argument. Uh, it happens. 
<laughs> I don't think that is his argument, but I know at least 15 of the monkeys uh, died or were euthanized by 2020. By and those were uh, the reports based on records through California's open records law. So pretty much every single monkey had implants put in their head. That's what he's trying to do to make life better for humans. So I don't know. Were they? I don't know. We'll see what happens when they start uh, testing it on humans. They're planning on starting their Neuralink testing on humans, I think, this year. So hopefully these monkeys' lives added to human life. And then I won't feel as bad as I do. And the animal rights activists can get over it. So maybe the people who are getting the axe from Peloton or even, uh, you know, anyone listening to this show that is, you know, hurting right now. Hey, you know what? You just become homeless. I mean, we've talked about it before. You just become homeless. I see where Michael Schellenberger is uh, hitting the streets. The author, Michael Schellenberger, is out hitting the streets in San Francisco. And he recorded an interview with this homeless guy, James, who came from Louisiana, Texas to San Francisco. He's living on the streets. I came here for drugs. He's uh, he's saying they don't even enforce anything. The cops come by in the morning and say, I hey, pack up your stuff and go. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Now, he says he gets $820 a month in welfare and food stamps. And he says that he, gets, uh, he has a cell phone that has Amazon Prime and Netflix on it. And he was talking about how he helped these two young kids get drugs. They were looking for Oxy. He said, dude, you're not going to get Oxy on these streets. Okay. Just now that's not the way it is. But how much money you got? And they got 40 bucks. So he went and got them. He claimed a gram of fentanyl. (laughs) For 40 bucks? Okay. Uh, it seems like a pretty good deal. And he said to them, uh, he said, look, there's enough fentanyl in here that'll kill six people doing it wrong or whatever. So I'm going to teach you how to do it. Now, this is how much I do. <laughs> so, I mean, he's got to take a bump for himself. This is how much I do. And this is, you know, this is what you should probably do or you do whatever you want. But here's uh, some. Uh, uh, so now I'm going to teach you how to save each other's lives. Okay. So if you do too much and you die, you can come back with this Narcon. Okay. If you overdose, I can bring you back with Narcon. Okay. All right. Good. I you know, thank you, James. I appreciate it. So, you know, he's just living large. He said, why get a place? <laughs> I don't know. You know, he's got tats all over and a big tattoo on his forehead and face. I and mean, it looks good for him. Not a lot of people can pull that look off. James does. And it's just pretty, pretty sad, actually. I mean, he says they pay me to be homeless here. So I'm here. And so he's living on the streets in San Francisco. Uh, the streets of San Francisco. He says he's got an effing phone, bro. How did he get his food stamps and his $620 cash? I just make a effing phone call, bro. Okay. Like, why would I want to pay rent? I'm not doing crap. I got an effing cell phone. I got Amazon Prime and Netflix on. 
<laughs> he's living large. He's selling selling a little 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 fentanyl to the people who you know walk on the streets. Uh, life is good. So I mean, is it really good? We used to battle with the cops. Now it's like the cops are. It's like they're your neighbor, you know. The cops told us uh, this morning, like, oh, it'd be easier if you guys packed up in the morning. We wouldn't have to come out here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, pack up your shit in the morning. And I'm like, why? You know, it's like, oh, okay. And then- yeah, so maybe it is good. They got, uh, we ought to pack up. Why? All right, I got to move on. I don't have time for this. <laughs> the streets of San Francisco and many other cities across America in today's world. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. So beautiful, in fact, that people are just apologizing for the dumbest things. So the Washington commanders, defensive tackle Jonathan Allen, has now apologized and deleted a tweet in which he said Adolf Hitler was one of the three people living or dead with whom he'd like to have dinner. Okay, so? So apparently he was tweeting that, hey, ask me anything. And uh, one of the one of the questions was, uh, hey, um, three people dead or alive, what three people, which three people dead or alive would you want to have dinner with? or I want to have at a dinner table. And he responded saying his granddad, Hitler, Michael Jackson. And then he explained, uh, he said in a tweet subsequently that when asked why Hitler, he said, as military genius, I love military tactics, but honestly, I would want to pick his brain as to why he did what he did. And uh, I'm assuming that people have chosen to answer all my questions, honestly. So, I mean, so later in the day, he tweeted earlier, I tweeted something that probably hurt people. And I apologize for what I said. I didn't express properly what I was trying to say. And I realize it was dumb. When I pressed on his dinner choice following the initial tweet, he was merely saying that, oh, it'd be interesting to speak with Hitler, not giving him props. Well, we all know that. I mean, this is the ESPN and uh, I can't take it. So he apologized though for wanting to sit down with his granddad, Hitler, and Michael Jackson. I mean, really, he should apologize for wanting to sit down with Michael Jackson. But that's another story. Oh, whoa, Jeff, why? Why? No, 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 no. That can't happen. I mean, how many people would have said, yeah, they'd like to sit down and talk with Adolf Hitler or at least have a conversation with him? Would you get what you wanted out of it? Doubtful. Man was whacked out of his brain. But he's, you know, he wanted to rule the world. So, I mean, why are we apologizing for it? He's an NFL football player. He should say, no, I'm not going to apologize. No, that's what I am. At the time, that's what I was thinking. Those three people, my granddad, Hitler, and Michael Jackson, back off me. But does he do that? No, he apologized. We are living in very, very strange times. You know that. But, I mean, that's why you're listening to Chewing the Fat, right? I will say that for years, my wife has always said, why don't the politicians just line up and drop their pants and measure who's bigger, and then we'll see see where they stand. (laughs) Well, in a similar thought, 
there is uh, a guy on, well, I saw it on Twitter, but this is a TikTok post from at restroom user on TikTok. And it's kind of a good idea for politics, I'll tell you that. I think we could fix a lot of issues with the American political system if we just let Congress people beat the piss out of each other like they used to in the 1800s. Because then when you're voting, you have to balance that candidate's beliefs with their ability to physically defend those beliefs. <laughs> it would fix the gridlock issue. You got one or two senators who are holding up a bill. Just jump them on the Senate floor. <laughs> you know, they'll flip their vote. Oil money is only going to pay off so many broken ribs. Um, old age issue, too. You know, you got these 80-year-old senators who have been in Congress for 40 years. Oh, you I think you'd think twice about voting for Mitch McConnell again if you knew there was a 30-something-year-old John Ossoff ready to put him <laughs> through a table. You know, term limits would go way down, too. You know, old people would only be running one or two times. Guys, I can't run again. I have eight concussions. So we'd see a lot of new fresh faces <laughs> on Capitol Hill. It's just something to think about. I think it would I think it'd be good for this country. Okay, just so we're clear, I'm pretty sure it's a joke. All right. At restroom user might not think it's a joke, uh, but I'm pretty sure it is a joke on TikTok. And if it's not a joke, I mean... Is it going to happen? Uh, you know, who knows? But it is funny to think about uh, having it happen. So just, you know, again, just something to think about. Something else to think about. I mean, autonomous robots that have, you know, I, I, I love robots and robotics and talking about them. And I love talking about, you know, the Terminator scenario of the humanoid robots. But they've, uh, you know, the advances are really accelerating. <laughs> I mean, uh, the helpful bots running pre-programmed uh, stuff, its uh, we've gone beyond that. I mean, we have robots now that can see, learn, think, react to their surroundings. And while they're not, you know, perfect, they are learning and getting better. And they are constantly working. And, you know, I see a story where we're supposed to believe that they're really good for us and be happy. And there are ways that they are helping us make the world a better place. They deliver medical supplies to extremely remote places. They have the drones that are dropping medical supplies. They have uh, robots that are used in the recycling plants. They have robots that are doing the repetitive warehouse tasks. They have robots helping nurses on the front lines and doctors on the front lines. They have robots running indoor farms. I mean, it's the future is here for robots. We, I've got to find another uh, robot uh, expert other than myself and uh, see where we're at in the world and what's happening. I mean, we they are in our face whether we want it or not and I I, I want to be at least I don't know if I'm going to be ready but I want to be prepared again just something to think about Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.